Welcome to That Might Be Cool. I'm Jason Hammonds. I'm Chase Anderson. And today we are joined by the the uh, the man behind the dueling genre, the 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 podcaster who's presenting a preposterous p- p- pantheon of podcasts. Uh, it's it's the it's Scott Corelli coming at uh, coming at us from DuelingGenre.com. Welcome to the show, Scott. Uh, thank you. I always like your intros because I always like to try and uh, guess how many times you'll stutter through it. Oh, dude, I stutter just constantly. <laughs> There's nothing but stuttering by this boy. Just, <laughs> just, just during my intros, though, you're, yeah. you're usually very articulate. Yeah, most of the time <laughs> articulate, but yeah, I can't. I've realized this about myself. I cannot intro to save my life. I'm just not good at it. Every time. And I think part of it is because I don't write anything down beforehand. Uh-huh. There have been like five times in my podcasting history where I've written in an intro mm-hmm. and I'll just read it and it goes great. Yeah. Every other time I'm like, it's a stupendous uh, smashing of uh, he, uh, I, uh, coming to, ah, uh, boy. Yeah, that's what makes your podcast so unique. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do it. And so I'm better. Um, yeah, it's, you'd think after four, four or five years of doing it, I'd be a little better at intros, but I'm not, Scott. And you know this about me. Uh, That's fine. I accept you, Jason. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, so today we're talking uh, about a movie that kind of was uh, th- this. This was the almost a preview for another movie in a way. This this movie mm. kind of served a purpose of introducing uh, what would come to be the next movie at least that's how i view the purpose of it but we can we can talk about really how it ended up and and all of our thoughts about its purpose in the larger mcu but today we're talking about captain america the first avenger i know this neighborhood i got beat up in that alley you just don't know when to give up i could do this all day you have something against running away you start running they'll never let you stop you're really gonna do this now there are men laying down their lives i got no right to do any less than them I can offer you a chance. Our goal is to create a new breed of super soldiers. When you brought a 90-pound asthmatic onto my army base, I let it slide. I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. You win wars with guts. Grenade! Everybody down! Is this a test? He's still skinny. Captain, Captain America is, which is what I, I just referred to it as Captain America, because it only has the first Avenger subtitle for uh, overseas yeah. releases. Um, so they didn't release like a movie called Captain America in like France and England. Yeah, yeah. So they released it as the first Avenger over there. Um, I never thought of that. But, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the only reason it has that subtitle over here. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that first Captain America, it's, it's my favorite film of the phase one movies. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, I, I think that it has, you know, like I, I love the Avengers. Don't get me wrong, but there's something that I love about the character work in first Avenger. Like there's nothing in all of phase one that beats the grenade toss scene um, for character. Uh, that's fair that th- yeah. that is that is a great great character defining moment and it mm-hmm. is one that i love i yeah. was always confused by it though yeah really because he they're in a training camp yeah right, and their lieutenant what is he a captain yeah yeah anyway their superior throws a grenade tommy lee jones yeah yeah and um i feel like it's kind of like obvious that it's not real I mean, you never know. You know, Tommy Lee Jones. He's 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 been known. He to... does pull the pin, though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. And I and I also so it's I, it's just a fake one. I, yeah, I mean, they have a fake one? it is a dummy grenade Training. for sure. But he does it when everyone's back is turned. Like he doesn't like throw it at them. 
Like he throws it and then he just shouts grenade and then everybody runs and Steve I guess that would be your natural reaction. Yeah. And Steve's natural yeah. reaction is to protect yeah, self sacrifice, yeah. which is uh It is okay. a good that is a good yeah. I do like it. it. It is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um that's it's, yeah, and I mean there there are definitely some some little things in this movie that become very character defining. Um but there there's the the thing for me with this movie that has always kind of bogged it down in my mind is it feels very long and very slow. Interesting. I me. yeah, not yeah, it doesn't it doesn't to me, but I like I like the sort of old Hollywood vibes that it's mm. putting down of like Yeah, you're a sucker for that kind I of thing. I am. I am. So it's all like <laughs> it's all like sets and backlots. Yeah. And I just I love that stuff. Like it feels like old-timey yeah. movie making to me uh-huh. and movie magic and yeah. I I love it. See, I that's, just love all that stuff. That's almost the thing for me that makes it feel like a little bit less of an MCU movie to me uh-huh. is because it's the only one that looks like that. It's yeah. the only Marvel movie that is like that definitely looks like it's on sets and backlots. Oh yeah. No, definitely. For me though, so, like I give it a pass because mm-hmm. it's set in the 40s so yeah. like it's just I, I just give it a you pass as, to say, you associate like, that with old timiness yeah 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 and so I'm just like oh that's just what the, the 40s looked like in the Marvel <laughs> Universe you know the it, 40s just looked like sets yeah, yeah. like sets and backlots alright <laughs> I don't know I love that that's fair no yeah. and I, I, I can see that's a total aesthetic thing that is just like a me thing it is and yeah. I totally understand if that pulls people out of it yeah for sure. for sure it does pull me out and I mean that is I think that's one of the little aspects about that movie that almost sets it apart as being one of the Paramount produced movies, Mm. you know, where it's like, I think Paramount was a little bit more, you know, like Paramount was a little bit like more, okay, yeah, we'll just use whatever building side we have on the set. You know, like when he's in the alleyway or whatever, Mm. it's clearly an alleyway that's been used in like a million other movies. And like, it looks very setty. Did they, did they, they didn't produce the movie. They just distributed them. Right. Mm -hmm. That was, that was the deal. No, they were, they were, well, they were co-producing with Marvel up until the Disney buyout. Oh. Um, and then distributing. Uh, oh, I thought they just had a distribution deal. No, yeah, because they still needed... Because Marvel didn't have a lot of the resources. Right. And so they were still using Paramount's backlots. They were using a lot of their sort of like, uh, you know, kind of kind of um, infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, obviously, like from Iron Man and Incredible Hulk, Marvel just simply didn't have the money yeah. uh, to do it. And so it just that their partnership formed as kind of a co-production thing. Um, it's still weird going back in these movies and seeing Paramount. Like mm-hmm. up until Avengers, you just you still see Paramount yeah. before everything. And you're like, wow, that's wild. Yeah. We were talking- also, Disney bought in early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really did. Yeah. Like before, because they, I think the purchase was complete before Avengers came out. Yeah. Because uh, like, it's weird because like, uh, Iron Man and Iron Man 2 were the only two like big hits yeah. that Marvel had put out at that point. Yeah. So it's fascinating that they were like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and buy this. Yeah. It's, that's really interesting. I, I guess d- it's just potential. Yeah, I guess so. Do you think it was that they saw the potential or they they saw, you know, they're just like, yeah, why not? You know? Yeah. It's just like. I think when you see a library of of well-known IP, mm-hmm. you know, like where you're like, oh, these are a bunch of characters that at least have some fandom and there's thousands of them. Yeah, we should probably just go ahead and yeah, because yeah, the first one they did was Iron Man, and like you said, it's the most it was the most successful. Yeah, and you know they have all these other characters mm-hmm. that yeah. they can pull from, and you know it has worked out. It yeah. has worked out, but tremendously. yeah, like, at the time it was like we have four moderate hits, right. and One big hit, but you know what it was? I remember now. At the time, the big thing that everyone was talking about was that yeah. Disney didn't have boy stuff. That's true. They wanted boy stuff. They had Disney princesses. Yeah, and stuff. all right, and that's why they bought Marvel. That was like the big thing it was like disney buys boy stuff like that was like 
That was like the big thing. That, at that the time. sounds like that sounds like the headline that would have been printed if they had <laughs> bought Marvel in 1950. Yeah, <laughs> Disney buys boy stuff. Sorry, another news: smoking might be hazardous. I'm in uh, Captain America: First Avenger mode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of being in first Avenger mode, this is the first appearance, or well, actually, no, is it the first appearance? It's the first appearance of the Tesseract, right? The yeah. Tesseract, yeah, 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 it didn't show yeah. up in Thor, so yeah, no. this is the first appearance of the Tesseract, which would huh. go on to be a very often used MacGuffin in yeah. these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, in every episode of this podcast, we we kind of we rate the MacGuffins and we talk about their their usefulness. This is our the first time that we're really getting into inanimate MacGuffin that doesn't necessarily mean anything to anyone's character. Now, this was... At what point did they retcon the te- the, the Cosmic Cube, which that, is what it should be called? Yeah, into, it should be the Cosmic Cube. Yeah, into a uh, Infinity, Infinity Stone. Stone. Was that Avengers? I don't I even think Avengers I believe did it. It, uh, that they had it planned out because they, they retconned um, in Age of Ultron yeah. the, the Loki staff. So I'm assuming since they had that retconned, that they were planning on retconning the Tesseract? I don't yeah. think they were planning on either. I think, I think honestly, they were planning on Loki's staff being an Infinity Stone from the beginning, but when they retconned the Tesseract into Re- being... A, uh, really? Yeah, I, th- I think when they... Res- uh, because when I, I think when they retconned the Tesseract into being an Infinity Stone, they went, well, crap, that one's blue now, and so was Loki's staff that we were already planning on being you know, the Mind Stone or whatever. Yeah. So I guess we're going to have to just, like, do this weird, nonsensical, shatter it, and it's yellow underneath magically. Right. Uh, That's I, why I thought that the staff was retconned, you know? No. Because they had retconned both of them. Because I think in the staff, it's very obvious. Like, A, the staff comes from Thanos. Thanos' mm-hmm. whole thing is Infinity Stones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the sta- It's, like, clearly already a gem, you know? Well, why would... Because the big thing about that, the staff, is why would Thanos be giving out infinity stones to get more infinity stones that's why i kind of well, think it was a retcon because they were like well that's why it's an infinity stone and they're like why would he give that out like, oh, i don't well, know that's Forget why I, about it that's why i think that the tesseract was retconned though is because like he's he's basically lending this infinity stone staff to loki not telling him necessarily what it is so that he can get the cosmic cube hmm. i i disagree yeah, I mean it's all like theories and speculation. Yeah. But what is what is your take on this, Scott? Uh, I don't. I mean, my my feeling is that they didn't start retconning that stuff until Phase Two. I agree. Um, I, I but I think it's all retcons. I don't you think, think it both was, of them were not. Yeah, intended I don't. To be. I don't think any of it was planned. I think that they just had the the Mind Stone or whatever in the because like. In the staff, the reason that Loki has that staff that controls people is because that's what was going on in like Avengers number one. Yeah, um, is that he was like mind controlling people, but that wasn't a thing that he had an ability to do because he does blasts, right? So, um, but yeah, he did blasts and then he he like took people over. Um, but, but it was uh, that's how it was in the comic. But he didn't have that ability mm-hmm. um, in the in the in Thor in the first Thor. So yeah. I think they like gave him that staff to kind of do both. Uh, mm. And and to tie into like his first appearance in the comic, mm-hmm. and at, once they did that, they were probably like later on, like I mean, that was basically the Mind Stone, right? So like, if we retcon that as the Mind Stone, then that'll that'll get us on our way to the Infinity Gauntlet. So like, what else we got? And then they just like in Phase Two, they just like dumped out all the other MacGuffins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I was thinking about like uh, the time because um, obviously the. When you find out that the cosmic cube is uh, an infinity stone, is in Infinity War when he actually breaks it. Right. But I was thinking, is there a time before that? Like in uh, when they do those in Doctor Strange, they do it 
or no, they, yeah, that's in Infinity War as well. But there's that scene in the Collectors and Guardians of the Galaxy right. where they show. Does it show the the cube as the Tesseract? No, because the show? cube is just like a holder for it, so it would just show yeah. the stone. Yeah, but it kind of shows it and then it exits. Or is that the scene I'm thinking from that oh, Wong little... does in Infinity War? Yeah, at it the will... beginning. Well, the, yeah, there because there is the mo- there is the montage. Yeah, in. Um... In Guardians of the Galaxy, the little weird thing. And yeah, yeah, I am trying to think if it shows any kind of weird transition from that stone becoming the cube. We'll have to check it out and talk about that on the Guardians, yeah, on of, the the Guardians of the Galaxy episode. episode. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's interesting. Anyway, uh, but this is, this is to me where the Marvel MacGuffins start to get a little weak. You know, like before this, you have like the arc reactor, which is a very strong, like it represents Tony and his ingenuity and everyone's trying to get... Tony's genius. You right. know, like everyone's going after that. Sure. Uh, you know, and then you have... Um, shoot, I was forgetting an incredible Hulk. Hulk himself is is a MacGuffin. You know, like he's everyone's trying to get him because they want you know his blood or they want him. You know, like he, they think he's property of the government, whatever. Yeah. Maybe, uh, but maybe the bet, the strongest MacGuffin, yeah. of Phase One is probably Incredible Hulk. Yeah, which is which, weird. Yeah, which is not a movie I like no. really much at all. No, but, I think there are like a few really interesting elements yeah. of it, and I think that's one of them. Yeah, uh, and this this is where it starts to feel like they just go. Yeah, it's just a powerful thing that they got to go get, which is fine. But at the same time, I really enjoy it when a the the plot's MacGuffin, when the driving force of the plot has its own agency. Yeah, you know, I like it when when it's more complex than just we got to grab the thing. Right. Um, well, and just in general, I you know the use of the cosmic cube here in this one is like kind of a cop out because like literally the cosmic cube can do anything. Yeah, that's the point of the, the tesseract is a different thing. Yeah, it's like a very specific. Uh, Infinity Stone, yeah, but like the Cosmic Cube in the comics, literally just warps reality and does like all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, it's a, and, it's an infinite like it might as well be the Infinity Gauntlet, right? Exactly, yeah. in in and of itself. Yeah, um, and so like then in this, they just use it to like make special Nazi weapons. Yeah. And, Okay, really? That's it? Like, that's that's mm-hmm. that's all we're going to use the co- the all-powerful cosmic yeah. cube for? And that's kind of the weird thing about it, too, is that when they end up retconning it as the space gem, it, it becomes like, you're kind of like, how how are you able to make weapons from this thing that well, teleports, a lot of teleports, the, teleports stuff? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the, some of the theories that I've heard is that when they shoot people, they're actually teleporting them mm. across the galaxy. And I'm like, I could buy that, I guess. It's a little weird because they do vanish. Yeah. yeah. And um, they he, do, he leaves when the, the Red Skull kind of disappears. And, right. And, and then we see to, that he transferred across the universe. So then where are all those other chumps? Uh, who knows? Floating around. Are they, are they all like inside that mountain? Like they got teleported weirdly, you know, like <laughs> splicing in the Harry Potter franchise. Oh, yeah. They got spliced into the mountain, but he was the only one that got like set on a little <laughs> platform. Oh, man. He's <laughs> like, whew, lucky yeah. me. We talked about this on the, the Infinity War episode, but I kind of like Ross we Marquand. We haven't that one yet. We, yeah, we haven't, we haven't recorded that one yet. Um, <laughs> but I kind of like Ross Marquand's voice as Red Skull better than Hugo Weaving's. Yes. It's kind of weird, right? Like yeah. the, the, the guy who's doing an impression is a little better. I mean, that's... That those are like I don't know. That's some of the best like voice work is when you're yeah. doing like bad impressions or <laughs> even like fairly good impressions of things. Yeah. Um, and making new characters out of them, it's it's kind of it's kind of better because it's just like Hugo Weaving mm-hmm. doing a German accent is one thing, but a guy doing yeah. Hugo Weaving doing a German accent <laughs> is like a character. I don't yeah, know. Totally. Yeah. Um, we also like to talk about the, the comic book source material uh, on each of our episodes. And this one's kind of interesting because it, it feels a little bit harder to pin down exactly. Like if there, It doesn't feel like there's any one comic that really mm-hmm. inspired this. It feels like it was just very inspired by 
all of the sort of Captain America stories that had yeah. come before it. Yeah. Um, In fact, it's funny you call this one long. I wish it was longer because oh, I, man. I want more World War II stuff. <laughs> like I, I want more of of that stuff of them like in World War Two and mm-hmm. Cap doing his Captain America thing like leading the Howling Commandos. Oh, I like, agree with that. All of that. I would just take a lot of that out of the first act. Oh, you really? Know? Like, yeah, I would. Just, so I would take some space out of the first and third act. If it my, were me, my opinion okay. on this is my favorite part is the first act mm-hmm. when he becomes Captain America. His journey to become Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like that. And when it starts to fall apart for me is when they start skipping through him being Captain America because yeah. they do his first mission and then yeah. they just say he did all this stuff yeah. look at this montage of like really cool stuff and then it skips to the end and yeah. I was like I would like to see a little bit more yeah of the story take place mm-hmm. in that time frame that they they montaged and if they were to have to take a little bit out of the, the beginning I'd be okay with that but yeah the, my beginning was the, my favorite part what, yeah. Yeah. what was yours? Yeah I, I really like the beginning as well I think that you could have cut out things like the double date and yeah. stuff like that you could have trimmed that back yeah. i mean who's to say that bucky and steve aren't just going to that world's fair thing like, totally why do they need dates for that like you could have cut time out of it's that so you know steve's a little weakling yeah i know but like we well that's the thing is it. yeah well no, they're gonna that, switch I mean. positions yeah. because uh later on steve sure. is the ladies man yeah and uh, it's yeah they well, but, that but also there's no one there's no one that's going like oh I'm stuck with Bucky. Like people are still going. Oh, yep, I'm fine with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think you could trim a little bit out, but like I wouldn't sure. want to lose any of um, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, because Stanley Tucci in this movie, he's is fun, so good. Yeah, uh, that that scene where uh, he pours two drinks and he's like, "Oh, you can't have any. This is just for me." <laughs> yeah, is, that's uh, that's one of my favorite moments. Oh, and I so love Doctor Erskine. He yeah. is like because there's there's a thing that I've been like slowly writing for a long time, and there's a character in there that's like very influenced by him as well as a couple other people. But yeah, because I do think that he's one of the strongest characters in the MCU. Yeah, especially in Phase One, we see a lot more this this specific role yeah. of like I'm an old kind of wise person who's going to show you the ropes and then bye bye yeah. uh you know like he's he's very of the mold of um of Yinsen uh mm-hmm. in in uh Iron Man That's uh, true they all have one of those Yeah I mean stories in general you know like everyone's got an Obi-Wan but Right uh but yeah they, they were there was definitely a specific it was like like a very specific brand of MCU Obi-Wans uh that that was interesting for a while and it started to fade away but um, but I, I, I love, I love Tooch as that character and, and that, that scene where he's like, oh no, this is for me. Yeah. It's so good. You, you can't yeah. drink tomorrow. You have, you have an you operation. Have, you have a procedure. <laughs> you have a procedure. <laughs> yeah. I like that he forgets too. Yeah. Like he's almost going to drink. He's like, whoa, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, we'll drink later. He's like, no, I, I don't have an operation tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, I drink it now. <laughs> so, and then this is, this is also looking for the things that this kind of contributes to the larger MCU, right? Uh, one of the big things is obviously the cosmic cube, which then becomes the tesseract, which then becomes the the space stone. Right. Um, that's a huge one. But what what do you, for you guys like? What what are the other things that you feel like are introduced in this movie that go on to play a big factor in this larger universe? Um, I mean, you know, Pe- uh, Peggy Carter. Peggy, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, she she does because she shows back up in Winter Soldier. But then there's also the like. And the funeral in Civil War. Which That's true, the funeral important. in Civil War. Yeah. So she becomes kind of a motif almost. Right. And then it's like you can almost count Agent Carter even though I feel like nothing in the television universe, it never has any consequences or, or any effect on any right. of the movies. And so it's like you can sort of count it, but not really. It's it's the closest call, Yeah, I think. Everything else, 
you know, just throw out yeah. agents of agents of shield, you know, throw out all the Netflix shows. Yeah. Cause like, it's a one way relationship. Yeah. Pe- Peggy Carter is the only one that I could see Disney being like, we could put that on our app. Yeah. You know, like that's like the only one. <laughs> that's fair. Although I feel like almost, I feel like at some point they'll probably just throw agents of shield on there. Cause they're like, well, we spent a lot of money on the show. We should, yeah. we should just have it there. <laughs> yeah. Although it's a they, decent show, even though, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah tie in with anything the the first season does yeah it will be interesting to see if they if they fully embrace the colson still being alive thing um let's pretend like that never happened (laughs) it's all a dream um but uh yeah i i think that the thing with this movie is and we 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 like talking about kind of the dangling plot threads that movies leave up until infinity war it kind of like it feels like them finding a way to bring red skull back in infinity war was almost accidental Mm -hmm. and that really the Red Skull had been abandoned, partially because of Hugo Weaving's contract, uh-huh. but that really, like, there was no plans ever to pay off what happens at the end of this movie with Red Skull. You don't uh, think there were plans? No. No. I think that, they, like, they, they were hopeful, not plans, but, like, uh, possibilities. Like, we could do something. I think and- it was, I think it was, like, they probably keep track of, like, okay, the stuff that's never been paid off, and that was probably on some board or some list that's, like, whenever they need a plot device, they can go, okay, what have we not gone back to yet and can kind of pull from it? And I think Red Skull was a case like that, but I don't think anyone was like really. No, no, that was a hundred. In Infinity War, it was a hundred percent a fan service. Yeah, it was just like because they needed mm-hmm. someone to like they need someone so why to not fill him? that role. So why not him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was the thing because when the when the news came out about like Hugo Weaving not wanting to come back, yeah. just being like, I'm not gonna do that again. That yeah. was a nightmare. I hated it. I don't want to ever do it again. Yeah. Um, when that was happening. Like when the news first broke that like he's not returning on his contract, yeah, um, it was around the time Winter Soldier was getting made. So my theory is that Robert Redford was supposed to be the Red Skull, and that was a favorite of a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people really wanted that to be the case, and we're talking about that being yeah. the case. And it would have been very interesting. Yeah, well, it would have been similar to Winter Soldier, like yeah. the comic. Yeah, um, there was a character a lot like Robert Redford's character in the comic, and he yeah. did end up being like possessed by the Red Skull. Yeah, um, and so they're weird. I, I, I do. I really think that that was supposed to be. Yeah, uh, the case and and, we, and yeah, and we we actually we we touched on this a little bit when we had David Pepo's on for Winter Soldier in the future uh, when, <laughs> we, when we recorded that tomorrow. Uh, Time Stone, um, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but we kind of talked about that, and and it is interesting because he brought up you know that this sort of like that it could have been kind of almost like a three generations of the Red Skull thing where well he brought up that it would be a, that Robert Redford could have been like a next generation of the Red Skull, you know, uh-huh. like a child of the Red Skull or a disciple or something like that, and and it kind of got me thinking about Baron Zemo. And his role in the comics, because Baron Zemo is typically kind of a Red Skull sycophant, you know, he's yeah. like this Hydra person. And so it would have been very interesting to have the through line between those three Cap movies that are all pretty unique in their backdrops, mm-hmm. to have the through line sort of being like this this new generation of Hydra that you have like three generations going from Red Skull to Robert Redford to Daniel Brohl. Like, yeah. that would have been an interesting kind of tie-in thing to kind of make those villains a little bit sort of related to one another coming yeah. back to Cap. But what was the name of the guy with the with the eye patch in uh, Ultron? Oh, um, Baron Strucker. Strucker. Yeah, that's right. In okay. the comics, it's Von Strucker, but Von apparently Strucker. they didn't like the Von in the movies for some reason. Okay, Isn't that weird. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, yeah, I mean, Brian K. Vaughn can't get a break, so <laughs> <laughs> can't. Nothing gets made of his. Um, they don't like the Von. Uh, the larger MCU. Did do you guys feel like at least for me, for sure, in this movie, the broader MCU that they are trying to build kind of bogs this movie down 
because it spends a lot of time trying to like set up where Captain America's going and like introduce some of these concepts that, that it feels like they're trying to set up for future movies. And I think the movie could have been cleaner had it not been against this backdrop. I don't think so. No, no um, not as bad as Iron Man 2 was. That's true. But Very this true. one had a lot of great nods because um, Thor came out was the next, is yeah. the next one. No, no, Thor was the movie before, before this. Before this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. but Thor they, was like May and this was July. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because in the post credits for Iron Man 2 is where they first set up Thor. That's, and then, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But they at the beginning of this, I like kind of how they have the Odin's treasure room uh, monologue yeah. that he does with the... Uh, that and it's kind of have and like that. I'm like that's a really cool way to connect it to Thor. That's a really useful way to do it for um, sure. But this is the movie, yeah, that does set up the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So having him, you know, transfer, you know, into the future, being frozen. Yeah. Well, that's that's, 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 that's kind of my thing. I think they did a pretty good job. What's the post credit on Thor? The post credits for Thor. Uh, oof. That's a good question. I can pull that up and have the answer for a second. But I mean, the, we should remember we just did the episode. Well, yeah, we just did the episode uh, yesterday before this, so we remember Those off the top of our heads. Old. They're going to get so old. Um, I think they're already old. <laughs> says you. I'm okay. still enjoying them. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Um, the post credit scene for Thor was uh, uh, Nick Fury welcoming Eric Selvig into the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility, oh, and then Loki right. is, it reveals that Loki's manipulating him. That's right. That's right. That's one that's of my favorite right. things, yeah. as I talked that, about that's a, that's a yes. That's a really solid setup for Avengers. Great setup. Yeah. Great setup. Um, and of course, all the listeners know that already because I talked about it already, and I talked I about my love say, for it. You know, as far as post-credit scenes go, I do wish the jump forward was a mid-credit scene. Yeah. In in Cap. Yep. Um, and rather than just the end of the movie, I agree. Uh, if it had been a mid-credit scene and then the post-credit scene was still the Avengers teaser, yeah, that would be I would, cool. I would like that way more. Yeah, yeah, because the the fact that like the movie doesn't end in the forties, yeah. With him going into the ice, like, yeah, that's that should have been that's the end of the story to me, right? Right, and that's that's kind of my point here is that I think the contributing to the larger MCU bogs down the story of the movie because then within the runtime of the mm-hmm. story, they're tacking on all this extra stuff. That's yeah. like it's cool, it's a fun sequence. It's just not part of this story. I to think me. they just hadn't nailed the process yet because they totally. weren't even doing mid credit sequences yeah. yet. And that's and I well, guess that's my point here is that it's a failing of not quite knowing it yet, and so it's yeah. still a detractor against this movie for me. Uh-huh. It's, as much as I can totally excuse it, and I yeah. understand why, it's still a kind of a thing that detracts my enjoyment of this movie is that the story feels a little bit overdone that they put yeah. a little too much extra icing on the cake. Well, how how would you do the beginning? Because the movie starts out with um, some people finding his body in the ice from the mm. the modern world, so they would have to completely have cut that out. So yeah. are you saying you'd want the movie to just start in like well, 1940? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I actually don't like that opening. Yeah, Every I don't think that's I necessary. This movie, and I watched it a lot because it one, feels very out of place in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I watched this movie a lot, like uh-huh. probably more than any other Phase One movie. That's wild. To yeah, me. it was it was Avengers for like quite a while, mm-hmm. and then I just rediscovered this movie, and I just I just love it a lot. Because that's Iron Man for me. Iron Man's the one that I keep watching. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I hate the third act of Iron Man. I know you do. Um, <laughs> and we're actually, when, when we're done talking Cap, I want you to talk about that for a second. Okay, um, okay. But anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I watched this movie a lot because um, I just, I just love how much heart it has. Mm. Um, and it And Avengers is, spends a lot of its time kind of being cute. Yeah. Um, because that's just Joss Whedon's thing. He, le- he likes being cute yep um and it's a really fun entertaining movie and it has like i i you know it's a great 
character dynamics. It's all of that. Yeah. Waste of Hawkeye, but that's <laughs> definitely here nor there. Um, or Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> At least he's getting a Disney Plus series it's now. It's true. Um, but then he's just going to be upstaged by Kate Bishop. Oh, anyway. for sure. No so, doubt. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 there's just something about this movie that just charms me to no end. And yeah. I just, I've rewatched it a lot. And every time I rewatch it, every single time the movie starts and I'm like, Am I watching the right movie? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It yep. starts like this. It starts with this I, weird sci-fi opening. Yeah, it's yeah. like The Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. It's really weird way to start this yeah. movie. No, um, and, I, and I think if you were going to include that scene, I mean, there, it w- there wouldn't be a place for it, I think, yeah. Like, the, yeah. my first instinct was to be like, oh, you could put it right before the other sequence, but then it kind of spoils the sort of right. cap waking up and trying to figure right. out what's going on. Right. Um, I, I think the reason they did that was they kind of wanted to, because the... Up until this point, all of the MCU movies, which is what, four? Mm-hmm. At this point, were all set one right after the other in, yeah. mo- in chronological order. So I think they were going to go for like a, a flashback kind of thing. They're, yeah. like, they're like, yeah, this is the universe, yeah, and then so we're going to take a step back. Yeah. You know? yeah, I just think I, it would have been a better decision. Not I, and to. I, think you're, I think you're dead on for the time, but looking back on the movie, yeah, it's right. like, I wish I could see a re-edited version without that in it, because it's very unnecessary yeah. now. And then, you know, yeah, kind of looking back at it now, yeah. but at the time, I totally understood why it was there. Yeah, because Captain America is a it's it's a it's a big pill for most people to swallow yep. anyway. Yep. Um, a lot of people going into this movie was just like, I mean, that's going to be the first flop is Captain yeah. America because who gives a shit about that guy? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just Superman without his cool of powers. Yep. Right. That's what everyone said. He's a Boy Scout. He's boring. Yep. Bland. Blah, yeah. People blah, blah. were not excited for this movie. No, not at all. Um, and so the fact that it's so charming and fun and throwback and just it has so much personality totally that i, I it's 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 a miracle <laughs> it really is what do you think of the the character of captain america because like a lot of the complaints in this and some for, the, for me is like yeah that he is a boy scout and we talked about this um next time yeah. on uh, the winter soldier that cap doesn't really come into his own until that movie he's kind of more like yeah really kind of boring like I'm going to do the right thing no matter what, and that's it. Gets and a little I, old. And I think in this dull. movie, yeah, I think in this movie it kind of makes Cap more boring. But then in the Winter Soldier, they find a, a way to make that characteristic the most compelling thing about him, mm-hmm. um, and, and also in Civil War. Yeah, because it works so well for him. In you know, he was yeah. Captain America in the 40s, but he tries to do that same thing. Yeah, because you right. really have to make the world change around him right. in order to make that right. you know uh, uh, work. You he know, was the world's like perfect hero. Yeah. In yeah. the first Avenger. Yep. Whereas like later he's the guy from the forties. Yeah, because he's, he's a fish out of water. Right, he's a fish out of water. And so he's still trying yeah. to be that guy, but the world is like not letting him. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that complicates things. But I do think that you need the setup so that you can sure. like yeah, kind of empathize with like what he's dealing yeah. with, I think. Yeah, I I think for me, really the heart of the matter is I think this movie for me is about ten to fifteen minutes too long. Mm. Uh or, or at least that it needed a little bit more umph in the plot to make that ten to fifteen minutes worth it. Yeah, um, you could definitely cut a bunch of the Red Skull stuff. Yeah, totally. And so I, for me, like that's the only thing that hurts it. However, it's a perfectly fine movie to me. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the other thing, the last you know few things that we sort of touch on is um, our best performance. First off, who do we think has the best performance in this movie? It's it's a tough one. I think it's Stanley Tucci for me. I agree. Tucci. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, the other one is Rising Star for me. It's most certainly Haley Atwell. Oh my God, yes. 
Okay. Like, yeah, I, I will, will watch basically anything with Haley Atwell yeah. in it, and it's it's because specifically because she Same. played Peggy. Yeah, she's yeah. she's her and Stanley Tucci are like the best act, acting yeah. performances. In the you know, for underrated sure. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is great in this. He I does, think he's a lot yeah, of fun. He's got a good performance. He plays his typical Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Role, yeah, but it's but like it's good. Good. I forget that, in a that he's in the movie too. Yeah. It's like yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is in this, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, huh? Yeah, I forgot yeah. every time. Yeah. Yep. Um, how would you guys rate the villain in this movie? Uh, one through ten, uh, the Red Skull. <sighs> I think he could have been better. Yeah, oh, I think sure. yeah, he was like more like too, you know, maniacally evil. Yep. Like, but I mean, he's a Nazi kind of rogue Nazi, so I think he's decent. I give him like a. Like what? What? What are we ranking? What's our? What's our? What's a number one? Um, what's, a, what's a one? A Love one? Me. Oh man, have we had a one yet? I don't know. I think Abomination got fairly low, but he was ra- he was elevated yeah, a little he bit. He gave by him Tim like Rock's a performance, a six or something. Not a six. And I think it was like a four. And then you brought it down again. Something I think like you that. ended up on like a three or four. Yeah, I think I ended up on like a three or four, just because Tim Roth's performance saves Abomination for me a little bit. Yeah, but I'd say a, a one. I mean, Yellow Jacket's probably one of the lowest. He's probably my least favorite. Yeah, which is funny because you love Ant Man so much. I do like Ant Man because I love I love Paul yeah. Rudd. Um, I now, th- now I wish I'd asked for Ant Man, but because uh, <laughs> I love Yellow Jacket, he's really? one of my favorite villains. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think who like the worst villain is in in the MCU. I guess we'll find out along the way. But yeah, I don't know a point of reference. Yeah, for I'd you. probably give. I'd, I guess I'd give like Red Skull probably like a, just like a flat five. Yeah, yeah. There's a flat five. That feels that kind of does feel about right. Like he's it's a decent performance and he's interesting enough. Yeah, but there's nothing he oh, really you know what? does. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him down to a four because of the uh, weird like uh, Nazi leather daddy thing he's got going on. <laughs> I am not into in the I, a terrible costume choice. Four. That's fair. Four. <laughs> I, um, I, I find it confusing that he has this mask on, and then halfway through the movie, he just decides he doesn't care about the yeah. mask. Like, what That's was weird. the mask? Just so that he didn't have to wear the makeup. Hugo or Hugo Weaving could have his face in it. Guarantee you that. I was what like, it was, yeah. I was like, it's just weird that it's. I always thought it was weird that he just decides one day, like, hey. I'm evil. Yeah. I'm gonna embrace it. I'm like, I thought you were already, and they kind of yeah. tease him with. <laughs> you were with already the... a Nazi. I know. I was like, <laughs> what evil? the heck? I also, know. I thought it was weird. I do because I forgot about this in talking about performances. I want to give an honorable mention to Toby Toby Jones. Oh yeah, I love Toby Jones in this movie. Not he, as good as Tooch, but he is good. But he's better in Winter Soldier for sure. Yeah, he's great in Winter Soldier. He's so weird and specific in yeah. Winter Soldier, oh. and it's just a voice role. Yeah, uh, and he's so still like, oh man, it's really good. So good. Yeah, um, yeah. I think for me, I'm probably going five for Red Skull. Yeah. Um, Stanley cameo ranking. Uh, I thought he'd be taller when he's looking at the rando guy that's not Captain America. It's a pretty decent Stanley cameo. Yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it's it a fun. seven. Seven. Ten out of ten. 10 out of 10. Is that... You've done that every time, haven't you? No, I was going to, but then I, I didn't for a couple. That's but. right. Um, I, I'd go about a... Yeah, I'd go about a 7 on this. That's that's okay. an all right one. Um, mid-credits scene. How do we rate that one? I, for me, honestly, this is one of the worst mid-credits scenes. You mean post-credit? Uh, was it post? Yeah. The Avengers trailer? Yeah. Yeah, that's was it just totally post. Post. So yeah, this, they weren't doing mid-credit sequences yet. In, in phase one, there's no mid-credit sequences. Oh, interesting. Not until Avengers... No, Avengers doesn't have one either. Yeah, Avengers does. Does it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which one is it? It's the um uh the like the the other talking to Thanos and oh, then Thanos turning and the I forgot the about the shawarma that's scene. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So that Avengers is the first one with two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um yeah, I'd say I'd say for this one, I don't know, it's just a trailer like zero. That's like that's like nothing, you know. I okay, it sucks now. 
Yeah. But at the time, it was dope because we had... We hadn't That's seen fair. anything from Avengers yet. That's so. Fair. So historically, you got to give it some cred because, like, it was a it it was a probably a like a strong seven or eight at the time. Yeah. Now it's like a zero. It's but I de- still it's a dead bottom. I, but yeah. So I'd give it probably like a three or four. I might go three because I still yeah. remember being disappointed because up until this point, Thor, Iron Man two, Incredible Hulk. Well, I mean, Incredible Hulk didn't really have a mid credit scene, but it kind of was. Yeah. Uh, but, like, all of the scenes that had gone before this were actual scenes to set something up, you yeah. know? Uh, and this was the first one that was just like, yeah, it's it's just a marketing thing. Yeah. You know, Maybe they so- just couldn't figure out something. I mean, like, I was going to say, yeah. imagine the possibilities of what, what they would have done. You know, like, what would you guys have done as a teaser for the Avengers? Something with Nick Fury going... S- well... Time s- or something. I might have actually... Had Thanos find Loki... Well, either had Thanos find Loki or that opening scene from Avengers. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess it's a pretty long scene. Yeah. Um, you could have Loki arriving. Well, no, he he arrives within the body of Avengers. So, yeah, it, that's oh, tough you to know, figure you, out. You know what you could do is you just don't have the rest of the trailer. You just have the scene between um, Steve and uh, Nick Fury in the boxing ring when mm. he's like, he's like boxing and Nick comes in to check on him and he's like, yay. Hey, like, yes. Yes. Like. I we, feel like that was a post-credit scene. Well, well, it was half of that scene, and then the rest of it was a teaser Actually, trailer. What are we talking about? The one that they should have done is the one that's already in the movie. Like we've already talked about that. Yeah, yeah. The one that's already in Captain America, which is the present yeah. day stuff. You just put that there, and then you're done. Call yeah, it a day. That's what it should have been. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so that uh, that pretty much does it uh, for for Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, is there anything else you want to say about this movie, Scott? I love all it right. so much. <laughs> Before we go out, earlier this week, uh, we, we teased, we were talking about Iron Man, and honestly, like, I just, I do love that movie, and I, I mentioned that you wanted me to talk about that third act being weak, and there's a couple of things that I'll give you credence for on that, but also I just love that movie, so I, I'll, I'll yeah. let you kind of present your point on okay. the third act I, of Iron Man. I, Iron Man is a perfect movie up until uh, he gets uh, zapped by uh, Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. um, and, and is like, and he gets his heart Oh, the little, when he's yeah. in the chair? When yeah, he gets, yeah, his, yeah. Heart when he gets his heart stolen. Yeah. Um, that, uh, everything up to that point mm-hmm. is like great. Even, no, you know what? It goes back a little bit further, because it it's, it's as soon as Je- Jeff Bridges reveals to be, is revealed to be a bad guy. Yeah, because, the Pepper Potts scene, or, or which uh, one? No, when he goes and, um, and uh, gets, uh, he, ki- he like kills all the all the. Oh, that's right, yeah, when he uses the yeah. air thing. Yeah. He like shows up and uses yeah, the yeah, air yeah. thing. Um, I, my issue with the Je- Jeff Bridges plot line in that movie is that he just, like, it's fine up to a point, but... I don't know what his plan is exactly because he's like, oh, I want the arc reactor. Okay, great. Like you want the arc reactor, so you steal it. Okay, fine. But like when he gets into the Ironmonger suit and just starts fighting Iron Man, like what's your game plan here, buddy? Like let's say you win and you kill Tony Stark in the Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. Then what? Like what, do you, what happens next? Yeah. Like explain to me what happens next. Like how do you explain that? How do you still get the arc reactor? How do you not go to jail? Like, none of it makes any sense. Because at this point, Tony Stark has not been revealed to be Iron Man yet, right? Right, but he would be because he'd be in in the suit. Exactly. Yeah, but that's my point. Yeah. Is that that then it could basically be like Tony Stark was – Tony Stark was trying to assault me wearing his high-tech suit. And we had started developing something based on his design. So I just did whatever I could and jumped into it and started trying to fight him off. 
I then I wanted that in the movie. Like sure. I wanted that plan because he just turns into a raging psychotic. I always thought it was because, you know, he had just been found out by Pepper Potts. Uh huh. So she gets the thumb drive and she goes, talks to Shield and she's piecing out with uh, Coulson. So I guess he feels the walls coming in and he's like, Yeah, I think it's kind of like that because there was something that another character, I can't remember what it is, but yeah, they kind of just freak out and like they just do something crazy. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go to jail. But yeah, it is kind of a weird reaction because it, it seems a little, I guess, over. You know, overdoing it. Then, yeah, the movie. But if just, he feels the walls closing in, I can see him just being like, "Well, I guess." But you I know. don't think they. I don't think they nailed that feeling though. Mm. Like I no, didn't they, feel they didn't. that the walls were closing in on him. I didn't feel a level of desperation on him. It mm. just felt like this was all part of his plan. Mm. Like it felt like he was like, "And now I will get in my Ironmonger suit and I will fight the Iron Man." Like it feels. See, I don't quite feel that because he gets in the suit when he sees the agents coming in. Yeah. But they were already yeah, powering they it up. The door in. They, were, they were powering it up before he got in it. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe it was just more they were because well no because they were making it to like sell it as a weapon to the Ten Rings people. But why were they powering it up? They didn't need to. What? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's it's 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 the stuff like that where it's like that movie is so perfect except for like that third act yeah. bit. Just his motivation. Yeah. Just his for motivation. Why Maybe going crazy. And yeah. that's probably yeah. that's probably one of the sacrifices of them essentially not having a complete script when they were mm-hmm. shooting is like oh we didn't quite we weren't quite well, able they, to tie in all this stuff. They had a well they had script. a script. Yeah. It's they just, were just they were just rewriting it on the fly. Yeah. Um, well, they were like, basically going with like this is what this scene is. Yeah. This is where we you know this is our A point. This is our B right. point. Let's just make up some. And once it started it. getting like into plot heavy stuff, yeah. that's when they start running into trouble yeah and then iron man 2 is proof of that because yes. iron man 2 is all plot stuff yeah and it's a disaster yeah um they tried to do the same thing again it just didn't work yeah. at all well and they also had like no time right like the the quote-unquote screenplay for iron man 2 was right. written in like six months or something yeah. even less than that yeah. i think it's like what yeah fr- from signing the writer to filming was six months yeah, yeah. uh yeah it's it's like that's and, absurd. <laughs> and I like Justin Thoreau a lot, but he's not that great of a writer. Like, no. just because he wrote Tropic Thunder doesn't mean he should be writing Iron Man 2. That doesn't make any sense. I do love Tropic Thunder, though. I, yeah. I don't. You don't yeah, like Tropic Thunder? Anyway, oh, yeah. that's a anyway, different podcast. That's, that's a different... That's our, that's our <laughs> Tropic Thunder uh, countdown podcast. Yeah. Um, but Scott Corelli, thanks for joining the show today. Uh, to check out your stuff, let's, let's plug all your stuff. What do you got going on right now in the world? Uh, right now, I'm in the middle of uh, the Cornetto Minute. Uh, which you can find uh, on any uh, podcast app of your choice. Uh, we're covering Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, check that out. And pretty soon, just around the corner, I'll be back with uh, Spider-Man Minute Season 3. We'll be talking about Spider-Man 3 one minute at a time. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Spider-Man 3? Spider-Man 3, yeah. Mm, good luck. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then you can find everything else that, uh, that I'm working on at DuelingGenre.com. Are you guys, for Spider-Man Minute, and yeah. I don't know if you've talked about this publicly, are you going to be going into the Amazing Spider-Man movies and then the Tom Holland ones? We are talking about how we want to cover the Amazing Spider-Man ones because mm. uh, we don't like those movies that yeah. much. Um, and so we don't want it to just turn into like, we hate this, we hate this too, we I mean, also hate this. Um, I think I think that is, that's where, you know, in the tradition of Minute by Minute podcast, that is a thing that's that's happened with a lot of them is where you go through the ones you love, and then all of a sudden you got to talk about the ones that you don't love right. so much and find the sort of 
Yeah, that's why we're we're trying to we're, we want to cover them. We're just not sure if we're going to do a minute at a time, uh, or if we'll do like five minute chunks once a week, oh, or something like that. Interesting. Um, we might we might break up the format, but we are right. planning on going back around to Tom Holland and into the yeah. Spider Verse and all of that stuff. Um, into the Spider Verse would be a good one. That'd yeah, be a great one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That that's a that's an easy one to do one minute at a time. Yes, because there's so much to unpack. Oh, I mean, it would be it would be you say it's easy it would be yeah, easy, easy because you did Night of the Living Dead which was impossible. Yes. But yes. but uh as a as a movie by minute podcaster who has done movies so much that research. are good on Oh my god, there'd be so much research yeah, in that movie. It would true. be it would be so much homework. Yeah. But it's every episode be, would be so long. Oh, it's going to be awesome though. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, of course. Uh, well, we're looking forward to that. So everyone, you check out uh, the Cornetta Minute. Check out Spider-Man Minute. They're all fun podcasts for all you nerdy, nerdy nerds. And uh, join us uh, tomorrow for The Avengers with uh, Marta Perillo. Woo! Woo!